Howdy there, folks. Text of the Black Pants Legion here, and welcome to the VPL Podcast. I am joined by a very special crew here today, which is Team Masticate. This is the story of Deltard Green. Starting first is going to be Deputy. Deputy, as seen in Far Cry 5 with the Cops, say hi, Deputy. Howdy. He is the DM, or was the DM, and many fun characters. Next is going to be Mike... Who played Derek Frank? Hello. And then I played this character. Yes, you did. And then there was Psydoc who played two characters and eight accents. Say hi, Psydoc. <laughs> Hello. And then there was Diggs uh, who played Leonard Leo Kane uh, and uh, 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 started as an FBI man and it is a private investigator and throughout had a terrible speech impediment. Hey, 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 how you doing? Yeah, and 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 I played Benedict Bainbridge Groves. Um, hey, you can't forget that I also had to kill that character because I melted. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll get to that. Um, so the the story of this podcast is we're going to go over this Delta Green game that Deputy ran for us, and I, I guess we we start at the beginning. It started with a prequel. So Deputy. Talk us through the game that you had set up and how it in and give us maybe a little run up as to what Delta Green is. Okay, uh, so Delta Green in short is uh, almost X Files versus the Lovecraftian mythos. Um, you play members of a secret government organization that's trying to hold back entropy. Uh, which in the Lovecraft mythos is all of the scary shit that's out there that they're trying to keep from people. Kind of one of the tenets of it is that we as humanity can't succeed in that. We can only delay our destruction. Uh, So it's definitely a very cheery setting. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But it, it interested me to take the sort of shenanigans that we in the BPL get up to and put them in kind of a dreary, gritty setting that's based in reality and see what we do in that sandbox. Um, so this this was... Uh, actually, this started as trying to uh, rebuild a set of scenarios I heard another group run, and none of it was ever published. I only had what they'd recorded, and that grew into my own version of this weird short campaign that we did called God's Teeth. Uh, so the initial scenario takes place in 2001 in the Delta Green lore. This is uh, when Delta Green and a rival organization kind of went into open conflict. Uh, the first scenario started when a member of a Delta Green team that had been ambushed by the rival organization uh, comes to one of the PCs. In this case, it was Diggs' character, Leo. And gives them a document on a half-finished mission that has to get completed but will fall through the cracks if given back to Delta Green. And told to complete it with whoever he can find gives him a list of suggestions of friendlies to bring in. Friendlies being somebody that's not fully read in on Delta Green. And that's where we started the scenario. Right. So the first fucking thing I remember is Diggs' character. The first line you were trying to figure out how, because Delta Green characters have to do their day job and then after hours fight the spooky monsters. So they have to maintain yes. cover. So De- Diggs' they're, character. They're not paid by Delta Green. So Diggs' uh, character is a federal agent. 
at first, and and you you had to get out of work. And I remember the first thing you do was you go to your you go to your supervisor and you're like, yeah, I need to get out of work. And then you started fucking up and just went with it. Digs, walk us through I was, that. I was working on my accent, and I need to just quickly throw out that even though it's down the road, deputy. D- you didn't really explain that this is a two different time zone or two different time period thing. So it's going to be a little bit um, confusing to the listener about yeah, started yeah, here, was, ended here. Type yeah. Of well, thing. I said it's I a prequel. That up with, yeah. the, with the second scenario, there is a time jump. So okay. this first one's in 2001. All subsequent scenarios wound up being in 2015, about 15 years later. Right. So um, and the secondary stuff. Wait, that's the other thing. But yeah, so I I was still trying to figure out the accent. And how I wanted to play him because I wanted to be the I wanted I built him to be this suave people person can get anyone to talk out of my yeah you out were of my hand. you were doing like You're a correct. the first thing yeah. I did was throw all that charisma in the garbage because I stuttered on a single word when I was trying to say my daughter because I was thinking about what her name I just wrote down was and who who I was trying to say so I'm like daughter and that ended like. Any credibility my guy had as a, a smooth talker. <laughs> so well, the, the funny thing is, even with that speech impediment, your charisma was higher than oh, yeah. the two yeah. lowest PCs combined. Well, yeah. what like was you gr- were still the smooth talking guy. People were just like, I can't not hate that man. Right. To how hard well, he fights. Well, but it was I'm, great. I thought through this all the time, but only when I'm, I'm nervous, it came out. Yeah. And, and so you just rolled with it, but you were like, yeah, my, 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 my daughter's got a get to b- 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 ballet practice <laughs> yeah I, it, it, yeah I, I was pretty much had a new daughter or pretty young daughter at the time and i was trying to like take care of her but it was really an excuse because i got a call are we going into details yet I'm not oh sure yeah we're, we're, sure. we're, yeah, yeah 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 i got a call to go um hit up a contact that i had when i was investigating a a pre-pre um briefing which is i went to investigate some strangeness at a house and every single person I investigated had the exact same answer. And it kept ringing a bell, like something's wrong here. Something's super wrong. And I was able like to get my hooks on an actual Delta green agent who ended up contacting me because they were in a really bad spot because they were dealing with a situation that Delta green deemed not worth of their time, but it meant a lot to her because it had, because of the nature of that mission and me being a guy who just had a daughter felt like, well, I really care for kids. So why would I, if there's a legitimacy here, I'm going to help. Um, and then it kind of just spiraled out of control from there where I met all these retards well, and, and, and yeah. Groves. Yeah. I, I, Groves wasn't dumb. He was just, well. everybody except Mike was intelligent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not to me. Into that, don't I? Uh, Mike's character intelligence was the dump stat. <laughs> it truly was. I I was trying to make a character that essentially was just like uh, the the shooter, uh, but you have to sacrifice something in order to be the shooter. So I went with uh, being retarded, which is when Dude, I, I didn't dump anything. I still had max shooting shit. <laughs> I know, but I had to, I I went with that. And I also wanted expertise and all this other stuff. Which never yeah, really... you, you had a very well-rounded character except for that stat. Yeah, um, like just as at home hunting the fucking predator as you would have been in this Delta Green game. And it it was honestly uh it was honestly weird that 
he stuck around with these people for as long as he did because it w- didn't really make a lot of sense until after we had the first session. And uh, I like the way it all kind of came together, um, especially with the the way. Well, you'll get to that in a minute, but yeah. Uh, and and then what what did we do before? What, what was well, we okay. We so so Diggs yeah. got a team together, and let's yeah. let's Diggs just... got the briefing, and the other PCs only got what Diggs could remember from that briefing, which wasn't much. No, and and so so yeah, it was it was it interesting. Got, it got dumbed down to there's kids that need help orphanage south of somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah and and so the the people the people you ended up getting was you had um mike's character who was a shooty shoot shoot man who was a state trooper prior yeah, state trooper in this timeline massachusetts uh, state massachusetts trooper. state trooper who sounded like what yeah <laughs> no i just sounded like this I, I just talk like this the whole fucking game. Yeah, so you, he it's like he Bill Burr, the state trooper. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. I was just talking like myself. Yeah. You mean like the Mandalorian guy? Uh, yeah. yeah, the from Space Boston. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, so so you you had you had Bill Burr the State Trooper. Yep. You had um Psyduck, who was playing a you uh you were playing the United States Secret Service guy who is the wheel man. You were like the wheel man of the group. So we Jaws have, of Steel. Yeah, we we have, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to Jaws of Steel. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Remember that sound. Um so we had we had a driver, we had a shooter, we had a face, and then the party needed brains. I, I did too. Yeah. And we need the A team to be complete. Yeah, and so the 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 brains was two part. We had Frank who couldn't be here tonight. He's he's got something going on. But Frank played the forensic pathologist who was a doctor, very smart motherfucker, and we he would be the guy who'd be able to read the bones and figure out what was going on. And we figured, yeah, we got the investigative guy. And then we had the brain brains, who was my character, uh Dr. Benedict Bainbridge Groves. Who, for those of you who get that reference, good on you. But uh, Dr. Groves was a Harvard man who his, because uh, when you make a character in Delta Green, you have to choose two bonds, you know, and one of his bonds was Rancorp and the other bond was Minza and the Harvard uh, alma mater. So all he could do was talk about Harvard, Minza, and his job. And and he was he I put on a fake British accent and he he was just very I, I read a lot about Harvard people to get it all absolutely right and I played an absolute absolute caricature of them as best I could I I I played them up as the worst character assassination of Harvard as I could and I I thoroughly enjoyed myself so this is the party we've got and we have to go invest and Harvard time yeah oh and Harvard t- yeah I had to look. Harvard time, like what that means, you know, the conceptualization conceptualization of time, how they talk to people, their lingo, all all the little things they do at Harvard, um, and how they view people who aren't from there. And so, you know, Groves would have a certain way of speaking and, you know, just very ridiculous person who'd never been in anything, not academia or a job that someone had gotten for him. And so um, we... We our party is rounded, and before we go to handle the job, we need guns. 
And being yes. that this is 2001 in America, there's one place to go get guns, and that is a gun show. So uh, we so we go to a gun show, and the fun starts. Oh God, the gun show! Oh. So good. <laughs> so it was, it was a good. It was a blast. Yeah this this first scenario, unfortunately, I had to keep it a little bit on rails uh, for everything to work out in the what's uh, a starter scenario it's a starter scenario it was and especially with that time jump certain boxes need to be checked yeah of course um but that that gun show i just wanted to have fun with it so all the weird shit that you see at a gun show i put in there right so there there was the guy with uh the surprising amount of german memorabilia from a defunct state in in from one a certain defunct yeah state, for yes. certain defunct state in one booth and yes. the guy who's recruiting for his we all have guns and distrust the government political party and <laughs> There was the the guy who only sells rifles with a bird riding a unicycle stamp on them. And, you know, all the all the really interesting, weird survivalist memes and K-thread memes were there at the gun show. And De- Deputy and I, having grown up in the South, we know these gun show memes from going to gun shows back then. We're just laughing our ass off because I, I asked all the normal meme questions like, oh, is there the guy who only sells knives? Oh, is there the oh. guy who only sells the Babylon 5 VHS rip tapes and and occasionally Star Trek memorabilia for no reason? Like, yes, you yes. know, yeah, is, is it the guy that, that guy has... goes to every convention. Yeah, no, no that's what I mean. It's the guy who goes to every convention. He he just has the same booth. Gun show, whatever. Yeah. And so... So, yeah. the, the way we did this is we did firearms checks. And if you knew enough about firearms for the check, if you had a high enough, then you knew what you were looking for. If you didn't, you could roll against it, and you might find something useful, or you might not, depending on whether you succeeded that firearms check. So, like, Groves had 20, which is base in firearms. Yeah. He knows Gro- which side the bulls, bullets come out of. Groves had seen a lot of westerns on TV. <laughs> and maybe as a youth, he imagined himself as a cowboy. Oh, God. I don't even remember what everybody wound up with. Groves? All right. uh, oh, so, okay. I, I completely yeah. blew it out of the water and immediately noticed the, how you doing... This isn't my government guy. And I make my happy ass over there while telling Bill Burr here, to, hey, can you like come in like five minutes like you're you're scouting the joint for anything illegal? Mike's like, yeah, character is in. in like full class A dress uniform. Yeah, yeah. you're 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 he doing the state came. troopers thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I wander over the guy and I start talking about guns and this and that, and like, hey, you got some of that good stuff, you know, the stuff without the uh the serial numbers on and all that. And he's like, I got you, brother. And he's handing me like like pamphlets for like a specific party we're not gonna mention. And uh, <laughs> one that all raises their hands together. <laughs> yeah, so so he shows me this terrible amalgamation of weapons but usable like a sawed off what was it a sawed off mosin or something yeah like he, that? he had an obrez and and, an o- and, and oh. no and he he had an obrez he had a poorly suppressed mauser with a bent yes, bolt a mauser 98 with the, a bent bolt with a bent bolt that he'd done himself and then he had a horribly jig set sear conversion for a g3 but it yes. was but it was built on one of those import g3s that had come through springfield yeah so, so, so whether I, it worked I, or not was yeah we we didn't we didn't weren't going to question as long as we had ammo which he did yes and so as i'm talking to this guy uh 
Bill Burr comes walking in. Sorry, I probably should use your real name over there. It was uh, Derek, Derek Frank. Frank. It was pretty much we had two Franks, so it was very yeah. confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because so Frank, Frank comes walking in. Well, you could say Bill Burr, comma cop, yeah, comes cop, walking cop. in. So he comes walking in right on time, and I I point the I point I kind of nod my head towards him, and this guy goes, "Oh shit!" and he starts where I was like, "No, no, I got you, I got you." And I, I run I, up, and I just fucking grip his whole yeah. shit as what, what do you do? No, no, I remember it was like it was it wasn't even like you said anything or nodded. I just walked in. I'm like, "State police, don't worry, everybody. I'm just here to uh, observe." And that's all I said. And the guy took off. And you're like, oh, free guns. Yeah, you loaded all of his fucking, all of his but crap in trunk, into that trunk so and just took it. I even it. had flags. Yeah, you, you, I don't know why. you I took all flags. his memorabilia. <laughs> but weren't you the... Memorabilia. Was, yeah, you were the person that was the salesman at that point. You took over from the original guy and were actually engaging customers <laughs> as they were coming up. Well, you yeah, could just, yeah. you couldn't rob a... Like, people would be very would suspicious if you robbed the fucking booth and walked off with it. Yeah. <laughs> Delta and, Green. And, uh, I, my character also had firearms in the truck, and everyone's like, oh, what if we had it? I'm like, no. no those are mine. Those. Yeah, you... Those are mine. Those are uh, issued to me. If you fuck up, then it's on my ass. Fuck you. Gro- doing that. Groves bought yeah. a uh, Groves bought a shotgun, I remember, because he had seen it in a Western Double barrel? Well, yeah. You wound up with, yeah, a double barrel coach gun. With yeah. A very nice, like, English polished finish on the stock. Yeah, and he'd written a personal check for it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, didn't, he didn't understand, like, this is a stealth operation. He's, he's like, well, you take a check. <laughs> you know, and just, like, writes it all out. <laughs> Who wandered off to get food? Oh. I remember the food. Yeah, jerky. Right? The jerky guy. Was it Mike's the jerky guy? Oh yeah, we so, wouldn't. We, we weren't going to ask on who was going to get what. What the jerky was made of? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, he had all kinds. Yeah, that and that it was all terrible. Yeah, well, it's Hippie. it's the hunt. No, it's the hunting guy. The hunting guy always has his own jerky thing there, and he's always selling dehydrators. He's like, you can make your own jerky like me, and it always tastes like socks. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first gun show, I, I met that guy, and yes, he very yeah, much that, was that, like, the yep. thing. Is that guy every, every, every gun store, guy. <laughs> every gun store has that. Every gun store has that. Every gun store has the I know what I got, no low ballers guy with a bubbit out gun. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was it was so good. Frank wound up, I think, with like an 870 or something fairly practical, actually, because he passed his firearms check. <laughs> Amazingly. Amazingly. So <laughs> we didn't have very much. Yeah, so we so we end up finally going to the place, which is a it was a home for children, if I remember, yeah. orphanage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was it, it, in my head, it was like an old abandoned kind of farmhouse looking thing out in the middle of yeah. Onto. Yes. Yeah. So it was it was out in the middle of nowhere and really rural, and we had to figure out what was going on indoors and deal with it. And and so I remember we were doing trying to come up with this really ornate plan that was like, what if we just like used road flares or what if we just like walked up to the front door or what if we just like blew it up or what if we just like called in and used bureaucracy to to have the power shut off or what if and I mean, we just kept running through plans. And I, I think eventually some guys just ran in there. <laughs> Did yeah. we spend? Oh, sorry. Well, no, I ahead, my ahead. guy had the 
uh, quote unquote sniper rifle, I guess. Yeah. Um, Sniperized rifle. I stayed pretty far out there. We were trying to get Groves to try to go in and try to adopt a child like that old British man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Victorian era style. Yeah. (laughs) I need some children. children, I like that one best. Ah, He seems the less depressing. (laughs) (laughs) That's our view of orphanages in this game. Uh, for information, guys, if this seems like we're having to recall a lot, this game was run almost a year ago, and right. just the way oh, things man. worked out, it took us a while to get to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, we we, we keep getting distracted a lot. We're distracted. Sure. We're distracted right now. What but- happened? <laughs> oh. I'm messing. Where am I? Yeah. Huh? Are we huh? live yet? That's that dimension X. <laughs> But no, the uh, the thing that was that was funny is yeah, like Groves was gonna go in and do the the Victorian old man thing, you know, just be like, ah, oh, yes, bring me a child, I will adopt this one. <laughs> this one seems to have good teeth, and you know, that that wasn't gonna work. And then it's so ipso facto gunfight, uh, yes, yeah. and and I, and so this horrible. I, well, go ahead. I think because um, I, I had laid out like what what happens at the orphanage and it just grows in uh, kind of intensity and urgentness as you guys sat there as a way to keep you from decision paralysis while outside the building. I think you guys hopped in when uh, one of the caretakers began torturing an animal with a can of raid. Yeah, and and so we we jumped in and uh, we we guns came out. We decided it was time to time to do our thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this horrible monster comes out of the side room. That, yes. That, well, there, yeah. was, there was part of the briefing that was given to Diggs that was not passed on. Yeah, I remember this was not passed on. Don't let the old woman talk is what was passed on. Right, and right. I didn't yep. make it all the way to I thought I'd, everyone. Uh, maybe I didn't. For some reason, I do remember saying, like, don't let the... I thought I said something, but maybe I didn't. You did talk. If I didn't, then fuck you guys. I didn't go in. I didn't need to remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The uh, the old lady came out of the side room, and that was, that was Frank and who else? Me. Yeah. I'll let you take it from there. So uh, there, there's this old lady who uh, is is gross and old and has uh, large bazooms and uh, she large everything. Large everything. She is very large and and just very, very much like old witch sort of thing in the woods. You know, just fitting that fairy tale thing. And um, she compels us with psychic energies or uh, maleficent a forces. Beautiful voice. And, and or asking nicely. Um, I, These uh, titties. She, she, makes us, she makes us get at them titties. And, and, and we did. And it, it made us a little cray cray. They, um, they ended yeah. up drinking old witch titties. Yes. Like, that was straight black. up. Yeah. Black witch. witch. If you're familiar with uh, Mythos, that was goat's milk. Right. Uh, from, yeah, yeah, Shubnigaroth. Yes, indeed. I told, I know that. Uh, it all had a purpose, as much as it sounds very random now that we see. No, it's, it, it, it all fits the Delta Green Mythos. If you're going like, what the fuck? Or start reading Delta Green, and you'll be like, oh. And by the way, Delta oh. Green's newest series of books is like, yeah, I think it's two books. And, and there are, I think it's, like the play, the dungeon master's guide and the player's guide 
I think is, is, is what the, I've got paper. And then I also bought the PDF versions of both. They yeah. Very well. Done. They're well, they're well done and they're, they're easy to get and they're fairly cheap. So if you like fighting against weird shit in the dark that bumps back and you want to run through this yourself, go get it. It's easy to get into. But anyways, uh, um, everyone in this group, I think. Yeah. And I, I think that what was nuts was, you know, after that, I remember, uh, the spell was broken somehow and Anyways, uh, it kept going until one of you passed your, uh, test your sanity checks. Right. And then it was 12 gauge old lady time. Yes. 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 Frank was there and he shot the old lady. Oh, I, I remember blasting. Her I, as well. We all shot. Him, yeah. Right? We, I, I think, I think this was, did. I think yes. this is very much the end of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. Like everyone just decided to clap the old lady with guns. It was just like game over unload kill this woman I, sh- I swear everybody with actual gun firing abilities couldn't hit but groves mr i'm from rancorp uh takes a shotgun and just blows her in through the doorway yeah groves <laughs> groves had this ability throughout the game to just kill people and that that was that was really surprising but i mean we, we blew the old lady away and then we started to investigate the building and that's where it started to get creepy and weird only that Oh, only yeah. then, right? Yeah, because everything up to that was normal. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah. Yeah, it was just hanging out in an orphanage. Have yeah, you guys just, done that? Yeah, just hanging out in an abandoned orphanage in the middle of nowhere. You know, old lady it's titty. Abandoned because yeah. we killed the people who owned it. it well, abandoned. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it, it yeah. goes goes without saying. So, so this this orphanage uh, had perfect records with Massachusetts uh, CDF. Um, but you go in there and it's squalid mattresses and there's like czarist Russian carved into the walls everywhere. And it's just horrible, horrible conditions. No children should ever be in these conditions. Yeah. Uh, the adoption area was beautiful. Like I was, it was a front as we go in. Yeah. There was, there was yeah, one yeah, building yeah. that was really nice inside, but weird. It smelled like baked cookies. It yeah. It was good because everything else in that building should have overwhelmed the faint scent of baked cookies. It's like there was something abnormal there. Right. Did we ever find out what? Uh, in a roundabout way, yeah. You guys solved that problem. The foundation? With shotguns. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we are us. We, we, we did could have s- kept her around for the smell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and milk supply? Yeah. <laughs> and you guys... My you guys second found, character would have been sorry, all about I can't that. I said that. You guys found in one of the bedrooms a mural of black shapes all with arms raised... Um, in the shape of five people. And each of these people had wounds that matched the wounds you picked up over the course of the day. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, didn't make any sense to me. At the time, so, it didn't make sense. Still doesn't. You guys, you guys, uh, you burned everything, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Barely not everything. enough. You dumped the bodies in the river. Well, we also <laughs> burned a bunch of the stuff there that just kind of ended up being there. Yeah. Well, you left one. You left one building up and shoved all the kids into it, right? Yeah, pretty much. We rescued the kids. To, we well, called Child Protective Services, didn't we? Yeah. We yeah. let a whole bunch of monsters go. Is what we did. Well, <laughs> we just opened the door. Yeah. Well, we, look, we we rescued like what we could. We, we speak with mouth. What happens happens. Look, we yeah. rescued what we could. We burned what we couldn't. It was a mixed bag. Let's 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 be honest. We 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 weren't perfect, but we tried. Did, yeah. did, we, 
actually just release a bunch of like juveniles into like the wintry forest and just say good luck kids no we, re- we released a bunch of animal controllable people yeah. <laughs> it was hinted heavily in this scenario that the kids had an unnatural relationship with their pets uh, yeah, they could control and the pets, or the pets controlled them, or very they, they weren't they weren't exactly natural. But killing kids was not really something we could have done. No, no, so it wasn't, and that was that was intentionally in the scenario. Right, um, that one was based on Sredni Vasher. All of these kind of have a root in some literary basis. All of these scenarios. Uh, this one was based on a short story called Sredni Vashtar about a kid that uh, controls rats. Uh, to kill his angry stepmother. Uh, it's a very weird short story, but... Eh. Yeah, no, it, it certainly fits for this sort of universe. So, we, then, yeah. Go ahead. Well, so we, we did that, and then the next pause is 15 years down the road, and that's where things really start to get crazy. So we have our characters who are a handful of weirdos that were friendly to the notion of Delta Green but weren't really read in on it, Recruited by a guy who was a smooth-talking guy, but also had a horrible speech impediment. And we all cruised together upstate to go acquire a bunch of guns and kick the door in at an orphanage and shoot a horrible old lady in the tent and then burn her place down and then call Child Protective Services. And then we don't see each other for 15 years. That's the prequel to this adventure. Yeah. And it gets Uh. crazier from there. So we had... This 15-year break. And then we all get called. We all get called at the same time to show up in a room. And we are face-to-face with our new boss. With Pizzarelli. Our new boss, (laughs) Pizzarelli. Pretzarelli. So, Deputy, walk us through how you introduced us to to our handler. So, I I remember this. Mr. Pretzarelli is a prosecutor, a special prosecutor for the Department of Justice. Uh, And he's also a Delta Green handler. Uh, I did this at the tail end of the first scenario because I wanted a really good hook for the next scenario to get you guys excited because that was kind of a weird one. It was a odd way to introduce everything, and I wanted to make sure that we had something good going on. So Pizzarelli calls everybody into the room, and as people start to filter in, it's becoming clear that uh, it's not a coincidence that you guys are all in the same room at the same time. Yeah. And... He comes in and he tells you to sit the fuck down. And Jeffrey Pizzarelli is an angry man because he's got two hard jobs and they are at diametric odds with each other. He is on one hand a prosecutor who prosecutes criminals for crimes. And on the other, he enables the government to overstretch and overstep its bounds and commit criminal acts in the name of a greater good. And I tried to channel all of that into the... Five or ten minute ass chewing I gave you guys about it was tough. Yeah, you, 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 you got really mad. <laughs> he did the he did a legitimate like I was getting talked to by like an authoritative figure, or a cop, or my boss. I was everyone on camera was just kind of slinking down in their chair a little bit, like oh fuck. Yeah, so we we were on Discord and we had cameras on everybody because I find that games run a lot better that way when we can see. They each do, other. they do. And the expression on all of your guys' faces, I'm in this tirade, like, color-drained. You just all look really, really depressed. Yeah, Um, we thought we had been clever, and you pointed out why we weren't. 
Yeah. Yes. And that that was kind of the point of the scenario is the second scenario you are cleaning up your own mess from the first one. You've got to go back and delete evidence of what you did and try and pin it on somebody anybody else. Yeah. And 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 Pizzarelli was was like why why are all of you at this one place at one point? Why are all of you connected with this one thing? What in the fuck is wrong with all of you? Why didn't you tell any of us when you were brought in on Delta Green? And why are there 47 dead kids in the ground at this facility that you're all tied to? Right. And you you have to explain that Delta Green, for those of you out there who don't know, um, Delta Green as a government agency was official for a while and then it was unofficial for a while. And and so we were working in the cowboy era of Delta Green where it was unofficial and off the books. And then Delta Green becomes official again after 9-11. Yes. And that's that's really cool how they tie it into the lore. They, Delta Green again becomes very official after 9-11. And there's all this, you know, Machiavellian maneuvering of forces in Delta Green mm-hmm. that make this happen. Yeah, and, most and, people came in from the cold after 9-11. Some of them didn't. Uh, there's no good records of what happened during the time that Delta Green was a conspiracy because records were antithetical to what they were doing. Right. And and so we came in from that era and this guy who's our new handler is going, what in the fuck is wrong with all of you? You were all in this horrible thing that did this. Why didn't you tell anyone? We're like, we're not supposed to. <laughs> My guy like was legit. It's like, I honestly thought we covered up pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought we did a good job. 47 dead kids. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> but we didn't know at that point that they were finding kids in the foundation. And- yeah. We we were yeah. just like, oh, God. And then you, you guys found the equipment that they used to put the kids in the ground in winter. That was the heat guns and the steel pipes. It literally warms right. the earth so that they can dig a shallow grave. Uh, and this also, unfortunately, is based in truth. There was a Florida boys home that I actually have the number. They found 112 or 118 dead boys on the property. Um, but yeah. So he's he's in a full-blown panic, Patriot acting everything he can, but you guys have very limited time to figure out how to cover this up enough that anybody that looks into it is satisfied. Right, right. So we we use the ni terror bill stuff to to get us cover, but only until yeah. we could fuck it up. So we're all Delta Green agents. We've not seen each other since that night. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And uh, I guess this is where I take over and tell the story about the ficus. Um, So we had to get, yeah, we had, we did at the start of the second scenario, do what you were doing that morning. We had our uh, vignettes. vignettes. Yes. Yes. Bill Burr over there had his racist partner. He had breakfast with at a Denny's. And I forget what each of you guys were doing with those. Uh, I talked to my daughter. I had a nice conversation um, trying to smooth things over. I wrote pretty good. We we increased bond a little bit. And then that was the last time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dr. Groves. Uh, Terrible wow. man, deputy. <laughs> Doc- Dr. Groves uh, had a conversation with all of his coworkers about the importance of Harvard and how that alma mater made him the man who he was. And they were all like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> he got a bond bonus for that. 
Yeah. What about the wheelman? Yeah, I... Do you remember what the wheelman was doing? Wheelman was working with his estranged son. There was oh. a divorce. He was working on a 1967 GT Shelby 500 uh, Super Snake. And I'm not a car guy. I just remember watching God in 60 Seconds, and I loved the look of the Shelby GT Cobra. So That's fine. It's like, it's it's, yeah. it's really cool, you know. Even it's a beautiful it's like car. A, Eleanor was beautiful. Yeah, even though it's like a millionaire mobile. Uh, but go Someone ahead. Someone in the Secret Service could definitely get. Sure, on a government salary, that's reasonable. Yeah. Was this the time that he went shooting with Grove? No, that's that's, that's later. That's later. Oh, okay. That's that's later. So, okay. yeah, we we ended up going to uh, this place to go and get some records and or delete us the records of us been there. And that's where Groves manages. I, I managed to ask for a role. I said, can I, can I use my knowledge to, uh, of bureaucracy to completely bamboozle this poor woman in the records yes. desk? And, and deputy was like, uh, roll for it, you know? And I said, okay. And so I, I made the check and I was like, yeah, fucking got it. And they're like, okay, how do you do it? And so I went on this like diatribe about how the office plants and the ficus had not been well taken care of and that they, they were, they were parched and, and, and that this parched ficus was detrimental to not only the health of the plant, but the office as a whole. And that it was really kind of a symptom of an overarching organizational failure. And it starts with a FICA, because the ficus is a lot like a person. <laughs> and I, I just kept going into organizational nonsense and talking about ficus, and it I, I made it like Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance, and except ficus and the art of bureaucracy. And and this this poor woman, I had just turned her brain into jelly. And then Bill Burr came in and was like, Yeah, we need to touch all this stuff. And she's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, while you were going on, they just walked past yeah. you into the wreck. Just, we were looking yeah. at records at the time to didn't say uh, anything to yeah just jedi mind trick that poor woman yep with ficus <laughs> and, and you have to understand like tex is recalling the story but it was much funnier when he was doing it in his bainbridge <sighs> oh, well, it, it is just, a travesty that we did not record yes so I was yeah. with it being my first campaign that i'd ever run it's it's okay i mean you know it's just sitting there going like hello all right, madam, what you need to know about the ficus. North American ficus has many branches, and each of these branches is indeed much like a symptom of the office and its malaise. And, you know, just going into that, and she's like, uh-huh, 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 and yeah. just keep going on and on and on and be like, well, if you see the, 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 the small branches and the lower branches of the ficus are much like management, you know, and just slowly massaging this person's head with bullshit and until yeah. until they're just pliable and we just walk so out we 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 left him doing that to her and joined everybody else in the office and they'd be like okay well what are they doing and they pop their head up and we do another couple of lines of text at the woman and then they yeah. go back to their records <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Groves eventually take the ficus on the way out? Um, or did he leave it there with I, her? I, just I, to stare at no, it? No, I, I left it with her, but she started telling her manager about it. Like that's yes, that's where she yeah yeah, oh, yes. yeah. so that's that's she where that escalated. Came to try and interrupt, and you like headed him off at the past and put him with her. Yeah, they talked ficus. Yeah, and then we we had a ficus shop, you know, just talking ficus, talking ficus and federal bureaucracy and uh, things like that, you know, hand in hand, hand in hand, 
and uh, it, it worked really well. Not for them, though, because they probably got no. fired after all those records got fucked up uh, for no reason. And then we had to go to a retirement home. Uh, there's yeah. a re- repeating, <laughs> there's a recurring theme in our Delta Green game where we can, we just kidnap people. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a nice With way. Mostly no reason. A lot of the times we're just like, take this guy away. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, you, I have, like, I have handcuffs, of course. Well, right. And we, we have to explain that that's, yeah. Okay. That's fair. So, so we go to the old folks home. And we had to get the former head of the. No, he was he was the caseworker. Right, the caseworker for those kids. Right. And and do I read two of them had two of them had died previously. One of a very sudden brain tumor, and the other early onset Alzheimer's. And this guy's a sundowner, uh, despite being like thirty-seven. So right. that's that's where we go. Right. So so we're sitting there going um to go try to figure things out with this guy and as as we're going in to figure things out with this guy and we start shaking him down and yelling at him. He's easily confused and startled and something by the kids and he doesn't know much. <laughs> Yeah, just keeps keeps repeating himself, and we don't get much. But then the music changes on the overhead. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah, it was diamond, yeah, it was Diamond Eyes, wasn't it? Yes, Diamond Eyes on the on the overhead music as a uh, alert tone because an alarm in a retirement home or a hospital would alarm people. So instead, you use music as a cue. If the nurses and the doctors hear that, they know there's something going on. All they heard was cat banana. The cat, cat, cat banana. <laughs> so, so with the music changes as we're trying to get this guy, and we're like, "Hey, let's just grab him, and we can figure out if Delta Green can unfuck his scrambulated brains, or whatever." They can't. They can't. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. And Delta Green doesn't even know what Delta Green knows. Yeah. So we're we're like, eh, maybe there's a spell book or something or some horrible piece of Nazi archaeotech or. God, whatever. I wish Frank was here for that. Oh God. Yeah. So so maybe on the next episode. So we we end up getting out the door. We end up getting or to the lobby, and there is a crazy lady who is controlling like animals that are attacking us. They, they were the therapy dogs, right? They were the therapy dogs the, from right. the facility that are just, just outside the room. Yeah. That are what just really good with animals. Yeah. And so Dig's character has a sidearm and not just a sidearm. It's a Dan Wesson Bruin. And for people who don't know, millimeters. yeah. For people who don't know what the fuck a Bruin is, Dan Wesson is a law or Dan Wesson moved to making 1911 knockoffs sometime in the early, 2000s i think it's it's jim serva who now runs fusion firearms started their 1911 line after they had made revolvers for like 60 years uh they make a really premium line of 1911s well the bruin is a long slide a six inch long slide 1911 and the bruin is also in 10 millimeter it's designed for like shooting elk <laughs> it's it's way nasty 10 millimeter coming out of a six inch barrel is very very spicy round and so ding's character just has this of course in his trench coat because his character is like cool as fuck now and is like a private eye and he's like look dogs and just start firing off this hand cannon in the lobby shooting the therapy dogs 
and that lady. They could you, have helped me with my speech impediments. Yeah, they, they they don't help with speech impediments. You just like fucking drilled obagging holes in people, just knocking fist sized chunks of flesh out of people, and the rest of us are running around scared with this old man who can't remember ninety seconds. <laughs> we kidnap. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that there was other characters also shooting as yeah. bullets are missing and going into this old folks home. Right? Like, yeah, rounds. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of bullets went that way. We don't know what happened with them. Yeah, we're we're putting the holes through walls in an old folks home. And I did remember fight. to pick up the shells though. I was like, all right, <laughs> yes, so, so I picked up all the shells. Well, yeah, we picked up the shells and we kidnapped an old man. It was yeah, a successful and, and, mission. And, and we run out and then we call Pizzarelli. And this is the first time we call Pizzarelli. And this That's becomes funny. a running gag in our Delta Green games because. Oh, Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, so I, I took it upon myself to be the one to talk to Pizzarelli. And then after about the second call, I was like, you know, I don't need this stress. <laughs> hey, Groves, I think he likes you. And yeah. I just handed and him it, the phone. And as soon as he said, Groves, I think he likes you, in character, I'm like, Grove fuck had a you. best friend. <laughs> yeah. As, as soon as I thought, you know, in, in, in out of character, I said, fuck you, Diggs. But in character, Groves is like, oh, of course, because I'm a Harvard man and well, my elocution shines through. So it became this beep, beep, beep. And Deputy would do, what what do we got? Hello. Just, How are you doing? I, Pizzarelli became a more broken man over the course of the campaign. I was running, I was rolling sanity checks for Pizzarelli behind the DM screen. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just need to say this really quick because I never told you. I adored the fact that he got a mini vignette every time we called him. He was sleeping <laughs> next to his yeah. wife. He was in the middle of eating a sandwich. Like there was always like, what yeah. the fuck did we ruin now? Yeah, like because yeah, we're no, calling no, his phone. He's he's like and, at his daughter's just, dance recital or like, yeah. Oh, we'll just we'll just throw in like he had these little teeny what's he up to? And you go over there and he's like my life is okay. Now it's not anymore. <laughs> yeah, we started sending the pictures of things to him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... We, oh, hello. We, we seem to have found something that... Uh, it's hard to find. Hold on. Let me send you a picture. <laughs> and then it just goes through. Yeah, and Pizzarelli loses like eight points of sanity. Starts beating his wife. Yeah, just, just starts drinking straight gin and crying. Um, yeah, we, we, I wanted to, I wanted to emphasize that he's, he's a guy doing things. This is not all he does is wait on your phone calls. No, that was the way I was trying to do that. That was, yeah, it made it seem like you guys just were the worst thing that ever happened. Right. (laughs) We were, we were, we were, we We could just, the last thing that ever happened to him and his wife. Yeah, you can. Well, 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 we we'll get to that. Yeah, like teasing. But no, you just imagine that, like, it comes out, there's Groves, who, it, you know, your phone lights up and it just says Groves. Because Groves doesn't know how to use a burner phone. Groves is Groves is an antiquarian, you know. So it, in an age of everyone having smartphones, Groves still Groves has bought his first flip phone because he considers cell phones vulgar. <laughs> and so he calls him up. Hello, 
How's it going? Ah, uh, yes. We seem to have found something that defies uh, time and space. Here's a picture for you. And, you know, it sends that in. And then Pizzarelli, like, loses his shit at work. Like, just screaming into the blackness. And it's like, okay, thank you. And we're like, oh, he seemed rather cross with us. You know, and, and, and on it went. So we had to call Pizzarelli and said, yes, um, small problem. We seem to have picked up a new friend and he's um he's he's confused We're the worst. and he is an elderly man and he doesn't know where he is but don't worry we picked up the shell casings and you're like what shell casings <laughs> yeah like what well old we folks home? we well he was in the old folks home where we found him and then there was a bit of well we had to shoot the therapy dogs and <laughs> and you know it just because grooves shell casing. Yeah, so we picked up the shell casings and well, we shot the lady in the lobby. But so, anyways, we stole a cab and you know, and then we have to call. <laughs> we have to call Pizzarelli to get him to get someone to pick up this old man who is still confused and shitting his pants and not knowing what's going on, Ooh. and to cover up that we robbed this and had a shootout at an old folks home on the way to solve a problem that we've already fucked up horribly. And so this starts the slowest slide into crazy town. <laughs> so for, for all of these uh, scenarios, I had little maps made up and they'd be like, the visitor's map for the Fox Run retirement home and stuff like this. So I had these little world-building pieces that I was trying to implement in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, every time you guys tackled a problem, it just dug a little bit deeper down that hole, and it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I love the, I loved like how we had the wrong map up for 90% of one of the things. Yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah, like, third he, scenario. Yeah, yeah really you're, you're, bad. you're just like, no, no, it's right here on the map. You're like, we don't, we see... Like we still see I, the map I left the you biggest. guys on no, I, I left you guys on the splash screen, which yeah. is a very uh, wonderful splash screen. You know? Yeah, it was, it was collection. It, yeah, and it was. There's guns and ammo in the Delta Green patch. It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. But, yeah, but yeah, this that was a scenario that really required you guys know the map. And I'm like, I, why are they not getting this? You know, how can I help them to get what I'm getting at? And how do I reach these guys, kids? Well, yeah. Kids. Like yeah. the bad guys are literally drawing an arcane symbol on the map, and you guys don't know that because you can't see the map. Yeah, we were, yeah, he, he was like super jazzed about this map he had that we couldn't see. Yeah, we were like, "Is it in his hand? Is he okay?" Well, and you guys, you guys waited until the third hour of a four-hour scenario because we broke it up into two pieces to tell me. We didn't we even know. It, yeah, yeah, we didn't know you had anything. We just assumed because you know we played a lot of games where people just go, "I don't have." a map you but know, you know then, in in world world yeah. keen to play but yeah 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 so so the next thing was in in correct me if i'm wrong we we do end up <laughs> handing this old confused man off to a local police officer who's kind of read into delta green a little bit uh, no 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 not, not even not yeah, even no no 
this man up. That's yeah. all he knows. So he got, yeah, he got told to pick this man up. And we we're like, yes, he's a hooligan and a drunk and terrible. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so this old man who has Alzheimer's is getting hauled away by the police. And he's like, he's thrown it? in the drunk tank. Yeah, and he's like, is it applesauce time? And I'm like, oh, you terrible cretin. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and the cops just probably like beating the shit out of him. So. <laughs> somehow after that i i know because the hospital was the last part where we kind of figured out what had happened to us and that that, Um, but but before that there was this wonderful incident i remember with uh a bear yes you guys had tracked one of the kids who survived earlier and had yes. survived was now a counselor at a different child's refuge in Connecticut. Right. And that worried you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My first hostage. Your first Our yeah. first hostage. That's probably we, the best did way. We, oh, oh, I got can't wait till we get to how we dealt with the problem there. <laughs> okay. So our first hostage um <laughs> All right, deputy. We still don't know how it happened. Well, I have a spoon, but no, it's ex- <laughs> yeah. Let's let deputy walk us into the scenario, and then we can try to deconstruct okay. the events in particular. Yeah, so, you guys, number one, you refused to split the party, which I applaud you for, but it was also a little irritating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Well, we would have died. It's Delta Green. Um, so you Too had much to get D&D for me to the, split the, uh, the desk attendant. Um, and he's like, oh, well, yeah, Chelsea, you know, used to be in the system. She's out with the kids right now in the back watching them play. Uh, we, I've got to walk out there with you because we've got to maintain, uh, you know, the ratio for number of adults to kids. So they all wind up out in the backyard with this woman uh, named Chelsea who was uh, the kid that had been at the orphanage 15 years ago. Might have been. We just thought it was. Maybe. I'm trying to as, myself at this point. As as the handler, I, I it was she was there. <laughs> so yeah, while you guys are talking with her, um, you start hearing something out in the woods moving really fast, really heavy, and then a fucking bear comes out of the tree line. Diggs comes charging out. Here. <laughs> I shot at it. It did nothing twice in a row. Because my yeah, dumbass was bear, confused. See, it wasn't really Deputy's fault. I should have done some research on the system, but I kept gimping myself with called shots. And in Delta Green general, a headshot doesn't mean anything compared to a toe shot. It's all about the damage dealt. So, but you, when you aim shot, I mean, when you take an aim shot, it, uh, it lowers the accuracy by like 20, I think. It gimps it like that. Now, this mechanically is just to like, if they aren't showing their full body, it's pretty much like you have less of a chance to hit them. So you're going to have to do like what you could see is like a shoulder and an arm. So you're going to take an aim shot at the shoulder and an arm. I was, so for a lot of this game, I was taking aim shots for headshots and missing because I didn't understand the, the mechanics. But I took a couple aim shots this bear, missed almost everything. And then I just started like retreating into the folks' home because I had nothing else I could really do at that point. I was I was like, okay, my guns aren't working. There's kids everywhere. Right. And, and so, so Groves had the only weapon he had, which I believe was acquired at the old folks' home, which was yes, at the old folks' home, which was the spoon. 
It was a butter knife. Oh, it was a butter knife. Not to ruin it, because I know you're gonna. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. It was it was a butter knife. Um, from the old it was the old man's tray because I was we were trying to like threaten him, and then we realized he really wasn't all there. So so again, we're not a good group of investigators. And Groves managed to throw it at the bear, and it actually stuck, and 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 it actually did damage. And and it was you it, killed it with the butter knife. Yeah, it it no, was no, no. It, it well, was shot it to death. We shot oh, it to death. Well, yeah, no, no, no. It, it well, it didn't kill it, but it it stuck. And it, I remember you getting mad. Yeah, because you were just like, "What the fuck? I've shot all these fucking bullets," <laughs> you know. So your character's like, bah, 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 and Groves is like, "Ha!" <laughs> this butter knife just goes, ding, 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 you know, and sticks well, in it. Your your uh, melee skill was no better than your firearm. Yeah, so it was just luck of the draw. Right, yeah, right. But this is a recurring theme across the whole. You game. did max yeah. melee weapon damage with a butter. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Is, if, if you don't mind, all these other times, these highly trained professional shooters, except for Mike's character, who I shot, I hit every time. You yeah. Have a, yeah. All other times, people that are secret service, private investigator, you name it, not hitting. Anything. Groves, Mr. K- uh, I was going to say Cambridge, Harvard, Rancorp, whatever. Butter knife, shotgun is saving the day. And we're just whiffing and hitting walls. Yeah. And, and so it gets really retarded. It was, it was really, really good. It was, this a was ma- all happening in oh. the same turn, by the way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so in the, at the same time, Sinoc, I don't know if you weren't reading the situation or what. But Sinek goes from... He had his own theory about what was going on. Right. Okay, let's say you were operating with a different set of information, and let's go from there. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, go ahead. So, this bear's charging down. I'm thinking this druidic uh, D&D thing, like this is a companion animal. Yeah. So my thought is, all right, so best way to stop them coming after the us secondarily the kids but mostly us uh is to take the woman hostage so uh, <laughs> so it's like all right you take the the handler hostage so i put a gun in front of children to- <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand like we were all shooting this bear throwing a knife at it all this stuff and then when it comes to Psyduck's turn, he goes, I grab her and put a gun to her head. We're like, what? Why? Yeah, and we're yeah. all like, what? And where he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> and then the next scene, the so, next action, you throw her down, like, get down, I'll save you. And she's like, ah. yeah. stopping. Uh, because the bear was continuous. Like, oh shit, this could just be a random bear in the woods. <laughs> Yeah, so, so you, you like long throw dark her just come out away and step forward, and then you realize the bear is actually coming for her, not you guys, and then you like picked her up to put her behind you. <laughs> because in my mind, it went from she's the threat, holy shit, it's the bear's the threat, to you gotta save the lady because she's information. And this is all in like six seconds, so my character... Yeah, yeah, turn is like yeah, three it's, seconds. Yeah, so, so you're like, all right, we gotta get the bear. Oh, wait, she's the threat. Oh, wait, get down, I'll save you. And we were just like, what? And meanwhile, Groves is trying to find more stuff to throw at the bear. <laughs> yeah. 
we ended uh, up capping the bear down in case you guys were wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys yeah. killed the bear before it reached anybody. There's yeah. children running around because bear and gunshots and hostage taking. <laughs> was oh. the lady actually controlling the bear? No, no. Uh, okay. The bear was being controlled. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I could shame Psyduck later. So if you recall, when you spoke to her, she had been one of the kids that could talk to animals, but she learned to talk. And she rejected the uh, the animalistic ways. So they shunned her. And this was them trying to take her out so that she couldn't talk to you. Right. And then the next thing we did right after this was we had to call Pizzarelli again. <laughs> and that was... Well, you, you absconded with her because you right. know, the guy's like trying to round up kids and you're like, uh, we're leaving? And you just pull her, yank her from the fucking home. So we call Pizzarelli again. Dig's character just hands the phone back and goes, it's ringing. And I'm like, hello! <laughs> um, so we've, uh... <laughs> There was a gunfight um, at a child care center. There was a just small gunfight at a child care center. Um, so bear is dead. Good. Um, lots of children frightened. Bad. So we're going to need some help in covering this up. And please help oh us. My God. Yeah. And so like Pete Cerulli's like blowing a gasket. Like I sent these guys to go fix this. And we are creating this series of fires. Yeah, two hours. You've created two different messes for him to clean, both of which ended in the death of someone. Yeah, we, we've we've started two firefights at two places. There should not be firefights. An old folks' yeah. home and a kid's <laughs> center. Yeah. <laughs> yep, um, we kidnapped an old is, man. If you, guys had there, if you guys had stayed there, you would have been fine because you didn't do anything illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Save the so we did, by, by running, you you nulled all of that. Yeah, and uh, he had to clean up the mess. But otherwise, that, that was a clean shoot. You protected a woman and kids from an angry bear. Yeah, to explain why we were there with guns, though, would have been harder sell. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't so know. we're pretty good at talking. Yeah, Figus, gentlemen, Figus. we were tracking this bear for many miles. Um, so yeah, um. So this this got retarded, and then we we ended up rounding this out to the hospital where we yeah, find you guys, yeah. You guys went to Florida uh, because Agent Clove was murdered in Florida, right? Uh, and the deputy investigating her death found her case file on the orphanage and found your names in it. Asked MDFS, the Massachusetts Department of Family Services, who the fuck you were and whether this got handled. And they said, what got handled? We've got a fire and four missing caretakers at that facility in 2001, and we've got nothing else on it. It's an open investigation. That's what started this whole scenario. Right. Him. And, and so he got fired uh, and put on leave and nobody could talk to him because somebody with a lot of pull and a lot of Patriot Act pull. Uh, got him fired and you guys had to go find him and sort this all out yeah and there was that delta green box mm -hmm. and and we found in the delta green box i remember um groves found an fnfal and israeli an israeli fnfal sand lightning cuts and everything and groves is like oh dear i'll take these <laughs> you know just <laughs> machine gun um yeah yeah uh, and then we had we had an Ithaca 37 with a bunch of blood and some broken like teeth and bones in the stock. 
uh, and some other interesting things in that green box. Cursed, right? cursed shit. Yeah. Very, Very cursed. Yeah. yeah. Those were those were the two useful things, and a lot of cursed shit because that's the fun of a green box. Is whoever was there before may have just put you know the dangerous things in the box to be picked up later. So yes. Um, so we found, found the guy that got fired. You found the guy that got fired. You managed to convince him to uh, drop. Oh, it was like you, somebody that thought. That, oh no, we're, I'm thinking about the weed scenario. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, oh, get okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Hostage three. Uh... <laughs> no hostage. Kill him. You know you wanna. <laughs> what did you do to this guy? Didn't you black bag this guy? Yeah. <laughs> We were, yeah, we, that's right. Most likely, like, if we met them, they were detained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, the, this is this is where the detainings start. <laughs> this is, well, we we realized that we could just hand things over to the pizzerelli. So yeah. Why did we need to do with it? So, yeah. So yeah. this guy, all he wanted was he wanted his job back and he wanted this to end. And you guys are like, nope, Gitmo's for you. And yeah. Yeah. Like, so so. <laughs> So, so uh, you know, Groves makes another phone call from Florida now, um, asking Pizzarelli, "Hello, ah, oh, yes, found a machine gun. I, I understand that such things are not currently legal. Could we transfer this, perhaps, to uh, being a legal machine gun?" And secondly, um, just good question: Can we make this man go away? You know, and it was just like, can we put him in a bye-bye box? And Pizzarelli's like, uh, "Yeah." If you say it's necessary, you're my people on the ground. Right. And so we wrote this guy out of oh, existence. <laughs> it was just mad who got caught in yeah, you, it. You you left him in, I believe, a green box with like a note tied to him that said, put the boots to a medium style. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we did not do good things. Um, and then we found that the person in the um stage four cancer and the cancer ward who yeah. gave us so our, that, yeah who gave us our warning who gave us our warning kids conrad smith conrad in um he was one of the only children that talked to you actually the only child that talked to you at the at the orphanage because he could so the interesting thing about this scenario is if you guys had followed the other uh, investigation path in florida um, you would have followed the graffiti and all the weird shit and found the calendar. And then that would have told you that there was going to be a meeting of all these kids that survived, uh, a couple of days later in, in the Everglades. And if you went there, you'd have wound up fighting morphed gator people. Oh. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. We would have needed tokens for it and everything. And we would have like, needed you know, that FAL. <laughs> not a, that's why I gave you the Ithaca and the FAL. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, the uh, they wouldn't have been, you know, like equal part gator and people. It's like one gator, two people. Pieces are sticking out like a fucking. Uh, oh yeah, like like a bad fax. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Just uh, so yeah, they that would have been an interesting fight. Uh, but you found him. His his dad was like a psychologist and tried to bring him back to the light. He didn't want to learn language, but he did. You found out that he'd been kidnapped uh, in the late 90s from a gas station. He'd been left in a car while they were buying stuff inside the gas station. Uh, and then, yeah, you found him dying of stage four renal failure in the, in the hospital. Room 56, a cancer ward. Yeah, and he he gave us kind of our really crazy warning, which which really let us know how we'd become kind of entrapped in this scenario. 
Yeah, yeah. You you were the way that the god they worshipped ate. Uh, when when you killed tainted things, you felt good because you'd pleased the god. Yeah, that com- that that mechanic was introduced really strangely. Like, yeah, you feel really good about killing them. Like, why would that make sense? Like, I don't really. I, have me. I, I ran this suddenly. Again differently yeah. but well it, it we, we we saw we saw our images you know in in that painting in that carving um of the people with the wounds so we were marked and we were kind of brought into this and we mm-hmm. we were all the we were the teeth of the god you know and and we every time we took out something that was corrupted warped or twisted that didn't fit it was returning it like to that god so it, was it returning it or just destroying it made him like i thought it was just something about destroying no, that stuff he, he ate on lesser this entire set of scenarios i stacked it so that you'd face slowly increasing danger um, but there'd come a point where you were facing things that were worse than the God you were now intertwined with. Right. So, you know, the, the grasshopper fears the chicken, but the chicken fears the coyote. Right. Uh, so, yeah. And that's, that's also why I use the really weird, like animalistic, uh, stuff to try and describe what you were feeling because you've got like two scenarios when there's something like that. You've either got Hemingway, who's like, okay, and it's got three fingers, and it's got two arms on its left side. Very, very dull. Or you've got the H.P. Lovecraft cop-out, which is, words cannot describe what we were looking at. Right. (laughs) I didn't want to do that. I wanted that weird, grasping, ineffectual metaphor where it's so beyond your comprehension that you can't... It's alien. It's alien in every meaning of the word. Is completely so, alien. Yeah, that's that's what I was going for. I don't think I succeeded as well as I'd like to. But, but no, it it was interesting because this guy on the deathbed, he gives us this warning, like, oh, you know, it, you're you're the teeth, you know, and you bite and you chew, and you're you know you're. I'm so glad you're here, and you know, you're yeah, you're, you you are the manifestation of our God. Thank you. Yeah, like now, happy to see us. Not oh my god, the agents are here, but oh my god, this guy is here, and so I'm so glad you came. Right? Yeah, yeah that was that was that was just freaking us out because we were trying to figure out what's going on. And I remember we had a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All of us trying. Did to Did you figure guys out. wind up killing him, or did you just leave him to die? We just left him. Recall. We just left him. We walked give him, away. Give him the last bit. No, he he wasn't going to last very long, but he would have liked you to kill him. He wanted to be sacrificed upon that altar. And I think that was the big reason why we didn't end up killing him. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it was. Well, right, because we couldn't piece it together. Like, what's going on? Like, is this... What what door does this unlock? You know what I mean? Like... So what does he want this for? Right, right. Plus, we're fresh off of kidnapping and killing and all that. So it's like, let's we got to turn down a little well, bit. Well, yeah. A <laughs> little bit so, of notoriety. So, yeah, those kids, they wound up um, killing themselves out in the woods since you never came. Um, and that was their way to feed themselves to the god. And that's why you didn't have to deal with them after that. Although you were paranoid around animals for the rest of the scenario, which is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Every time we saw an animal be yelling at me to kill something. Yeah, we... Well, <laughs> like we didn't... Yeah, look yeah, at him, like, are you talking away. to me? Yeah, we, we really didn't... We really didn't need much an excuse to start shooting stuff. But this made no, it worse. This made it worse. So... 
Yeah. Um, the, the next thing, the next thing that happened was we, we went home and we were, we were more or less okay for a while. Yeah, you guys had lost a little bit of sanity. Yeah, I mean, we were, we actually did okay. So like six months pass and then you're called to Reno, uh... Which, really? yeah, oh. I've got the hook for Reno here. I, I tell you what, I tell you what, let's tell the hook for Reno. Let's tell the hook for Reno, and then we'll end part one of this. Because part, t- part two, we need Frank, because at the end of this... this there's a very third, important third, part, yeah, Frank. There's, there's, there's a yeah. very important thing that happens to Frank when he we decides... His perspective. He's got a lot of. He is actually better read in on the mythos than I am. Right. Uh, and, and he didn't tell me that, but he'd smile every time I tied something in because he'd get it. Right. And we can go back over stuff, but there's there's a part in this at the end of this ne- next uh, scenario where Frank uh, reads more than a man should. Yeah. <laughs> he he knew what he, he got what he wanted. He he got what he wanted. He certainly well, did. This, the well, there's ice cream involved. Acquired it. The scenario after is where he completed it. Right. Right. So, yeah. The hook. Uh, Las Vegas, or no, Reno PD has a problem. Member of the super secret drone program that they're using that nobody's supposed to know about has disappeared in thin air on camera that they had no ability to fake. Uh, and man, there have been a lot of weird murders here lately. So yeah. That's the hook. Yeah, and it it was a whole episode about drone surveillance and really fucked up disappearances. But I yeah. think I think we can and get speed into bumps. Th- oh, it, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and and a lot of people go to the bye bye room. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, we'll get to that next time. All right, take it easy. Stay safe out there. Later.